Let us pray together. Universe maker, Jesus, all of our longings, all of our yearnings only come home to you. And so, with the help of your Holy Spirit today, bring us a little more home to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's a character in one of Wendell Berry's novels, Jaber Crow, who says, who has this wonderful line. He says, some of my very best thoughts have come during some very bad sermons. Now let me tell you, that's a line you love and delight in in seminary, but after you've preached hundreds of sermons, it gets many pretty humbling and even a little intimidating. But I have to say that in my own life, in my own faith journey, some of my most life-changing thoughts and moments have also come during some really good sermons. Amen? (laughs) And there's one in particular that I'll never forget from the time that we were in grad school back in Charlottesville, Virginia. The preacher said this, Jesus is the bread of life, so how come we settle for Twinkies? Jesus is the bread of life, deeply nourishing, sustaining, and satisfying. So how come we settle for spiritual junk food? That's right, junk food. You see, back in the 90s, that sermon spoke to me so incredibly powerfully because I was hungrily consuming every self-help book I could find about self-realization, self-actualization, self-this, self-that. But they were only leaving me more famished for something truly sustaining. (laughs) Things are falling apart up here. Truly satisfying and sustaining. And friends, this hunger that I was feeling is what led me eventually home to God. Seeing in the face of Jesus. Two of our readings today are call to worship from Psalm 63 and our reading from Isaiah 55. Describe and explore this deep hunger and thirst that is common to us all. We all have it. We all have a hungry heart. And we all seek to relieve this hunger in many and various ways. We may think, if only, if only I had a perfect job. 
If only I had a more compatible spouse. If only I had a bigger house. If only I had that title in front of my name or that degree behind it, then I'd finally feel satisfied. But what happens? After we achieve our if only, the yearning returns. And many of us then try to numb the pain of this deep yearning that we feel. Maybe with booze or opioids. Chasing after one peak experience after another. Endless consumption or accumulation of wealth. How do you do it? As Mick Jagger tells us, I can't get no satisfaction, though I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried. So dear friends, what if we paid more attention to this deep yearning that we all have, rather than trying to numb it away? Look at our American landscape. All we see are people numbing the pain. But what if we paid more attention to it rather than less? What if, in fact, this yearning we all feel is our homing device placed in us by our Creator to draw us into loving relationship, into the loving relationship for which we have all been created. As the psalmist says today, O God, You are my God, I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. My flesh faints for You as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. What unashamed desire for God. Or as Augustine said, You, O God, have made us for Yourself, and our hearts are restless. Oh, they're restless until they find their rest in You. Friends, do you see what this means? The person clicking to a pornography site or knocking on a brothel door is really looking for God, but in all the wrong places. Our deepest yearning is for direct and intimate relationship with God. We have all been created with an emptiness that only God can fill. And our yearning is our homing device that is ever directing us homeward to God. Recently, Keith Hoover came over to help us send the Wi-Fi signal from our home up on Orange Street down 150 feet to our cottage on Marion Street. I didn't know it could be done, but it can. And the key was setting up 
two wireless access points that need to be locked in with each other, connected, pointed toward each other in order to work. He got it to work. In the same way, what if the deep yearning we all feel is an echo of God's own yearning for us? God's yearning for us and our yearning for God in return, opening between us a steady signal of deepening reciprocity and prayerful communion. What if? And so today we hear God crying out to us, Ho! I like to think that that's uh, Hebrew for, Yo! Wake up! Wake up! Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? Why do you labor for Twinkies that don't satisfy? Come to me, God says, so that you may live. Come to me. And woven into Isaiah 55 today in our Gospel reading is this call to radical repentance. And repentance, you'll recall, is not a call to self-loathing or self-hatred. It's simply the call to turn away from everything that is separating us from God. What's separating you from God right now, dear friends? We turn away from that and we turn our lives more fully Godward. Where God's mercy is rich and free as we sang this morning. And the thing is, is the more we receive this mercy, the more we are invariably filled with a new love and concern for the well-being and the justice of our neighbor. And there's an urgency here. As Jesus says today, repent or perish. Turn or die. Isaiah says this, In verse 6, seek the Lord while the Lord still may be found. Call upon God while God is still near. The time to turn our lives more fully to God is right now, here, today. Why? Because our misdirected hungers, addiction, are wrecking our relationships and social fabric. Our misdirected hungers, endless consumption, accumulation of wealth, are wrecking and warming our planet. I believe 
our misdirected and distorted hungers are at the crux of our planet's greatest problems right now. The way we choose to live our lives really matters. And thanks be to God, it's not all up to us. Jesus tells us a parable today about a fig tree that's not bearing fruit. And did you hear that? A gardener comes along, asks for yet another year. Give me one more year. I can do it. I'll take care of this tree, watch over it, even place a bunch of manure on it. I love that part. That helps us to reframe all those times in our lives when manure seems to be happening. In all things, our Lord is ever working for the growth and fruitfulness that come from a God-connected life. Let me close Our family used to have a GPS whom uh, we named Gertrude, or uh, for short, Gertie, uh, and we set her to speak to us in Australian. And so she was always telling us, recalibrating. I can't say that in Australian, recalibrating, recalibrating. And this has me thinking if one of the primary purposes of East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church is to be a laboratory for us for the lifelong recalibration of our homing devices together. The community where all of our yearnings are slowly being refocused and redirected toward God. Where we're setting aside all our Twinkies for the nourishing bread of life. Learning to connect more fully with God, who alone is our truest and deepest desire. Finally, taking hold of the life that's really life. Yo! God says to us, I flung open the doors of my banquet hall. Come home to me and let your souls finally be satisfied as with a rich feast. Amen.